Before we begin, please note the following content warning. This episode contains a scene depicting attempted sexual assault by placing a drug in someone's drink. The scene begins at the 23-minute mark and ends at the 32-minute and 6-second mark. Thank you. Once upon a time, 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. This is their story. Once Upon a Wasteland, Episode 4, Fraternal Sympathies and Affections. Back at Atlas, home sweet home. What a beautiful day for a walk. I almost don't want to be cooped up inside. Oh come on, you love it in here. Yeah, I do. And I'm starting to understand its charms as well. By the way... I never really thanked you for breakfast. There's just one thing, though. What's that? Now you have to make me lunch at some point, too. You know, complete the set. Ooh, I'll take that as a challenge. Well, I have been called challenging. Beth! <sighs> Casey? Sorry. I guess that hug had been building up for a while. I... well... I kind of started to think we were never going to see each other again. What are you even doing here? I could ask you the same question. I had no idea you joined the Brotherhood. The uniform suits you, by the way. I had it altered. <laughs> of course you did. Hey, we should, you know, catch up, have a drink, or several. I know a few places. Well, I mean, I would definitely like to catch up, but... What's up? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had no idea you two were together. That's great. Kind of disappointing, but great. The look on both your faces right now is telling me to change the subject. So, what have you been up to? Freelancing, mostly. Just doing my part. How about you? You really do look great, by the way. So do you. Did you get taller? Then you really need to hook me up with your tailor. I was just sort of meandering, I guess. And then these guys showed up. I started talking to a few people, and the next thing I knew, I was working for them. That's great. What have you been doing for the Brotherhood? Community outreach, mostly. I'm trying to spread goodwill where I can, so people feel like they can trust us. It's the best way for us to do the most good. I'm sure you're brilliant at it. I don't know. I do my best. I hate to break up this, um, reunion, but have you seen Night Banks, Casey? I haven't, no. That seems to be a thing with him lately. Just kind of disappears without telling anybody. I could say the same for you, though. Oh, I, um, I stayed at Beth's place last night. 
It was late, and... I'm not your mom's cry, Valdez. You don't have to explain yourself to me. Thanks for looking after her. It's the least I could do. Odessa is right. It was really late, and I was a lot closer than Atlas. I have a guest room. It wasn't a bother at all. Where did you two run off to, anyway? Just chasing a lead. Mr. Rush out of here pretty quickly. You left your light on. Oh, sorry about that. I... Wait. That doesn't look like my light. It's too bright. Did you leave any of your tech things running? I don't want this place to blow up. Or burn down. I'm pretty sure I didn't. But we need to get up there and check it out. What the hell? What is that? So bright. Oh no. You know what it is? Is it dangerous? Semper Veritas, remember? It's not dangerous. At least, I don't think it is. Let me see if I can... Be careful. Damn it! All of Dr. Flagler's notes are gone. Journals too. This is a calling card. So not only do we know he's been pulling the strings, we know that he's not content hiding in the shadows any longer. Which is, I suppose, appropriate. What do you mean? It's an entity, I guess, that I wasn't even entirely sure actually existed until just now. He calls himself the Morning Star. The Morning Star? Like Lucifer? The devil? As difficult as this is right now, we need to stay focused. We can try to figure out who this Morning Star is and what he wants after we deal with my lab being looted under everyone's nose. There's a spy in the Brotherhood. And that spy got into my lab and stole everything Dr. Flagler gave me. And, and also deleted all of the data that we got from that first lab, from the mainframe. But if there's one thing I've learned over the years, it's to always have a backup. You have copies of the data? I do. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to duplicate his paper journals, but everything he gave me digitally and everything we got from the lab is backed up and in a safe place. Casey, time is of the essence here. Can you brief Paladin Romani on what's happened and try to figure out how to deal with this? Anything for you, Odessa. Beth, I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to catch up. I really missed you. We'll have plenty of time for that, Casey, I promise. And I missed you too. I think she likes you. Me? I'm not the one she tackled from across the room the second she saw her. That's just Casey. I'll take your word for it, but I haven't been tackled. Yet. Give it time. It's not safe to work here. We know that now. Keeping the backups at your place was prescient. Well, we knew there was a mole. So something like this was always a possibility. We need to keep our circle tight. Agreed. At this point, I don't know anyone in the Brotherhood that I'm comfortable looping in on this. Not even Night Banks? A week ago, I would have said yes without a second thought. But he's seemed off lately. He's been weirdly interested in this mission over the past couple of days, and like Casey said, he keeps disappearing. Maybe I'm just overthinking it. I don't know. And what about Casey? You two were obviously close. She was my best friend in the vault. We were inseparable. Were you...? Yes. 
Never anything serious, but we really liked each other, and spending time together, and we were trapped in a vault. So, sometimes things happen. And happen they did. Okay. Thank you for being honest with me. Semper Veritas, remember? (laughs) I guess I shouldn't be surprised that you two were involved. I think she's the second most attractive person I've met since I've been here in Appalachia. Second most attractive? She won Miss Vault 76 both years she was eligible. And her mother was Miss New York. Who have you met who's more beautiful than her? And should I be worried? Oh, sorry. My lips are sealed. Hmm. But to answer your question, a lot can happen in two years. I know that as well as anyone. I think we'll learn that Casey is still the same sweet, honest, genuine person I knew in the vault. But until we do, we'll keep her out of the more sensitive bits. So that leaves us and... Well, I absolutely trust my parents and Charles, and all three can be invaluable as we try to work through this. What about Amanda? I... well, yes, I do absolutely trust her. And she has exactly the kind of knowledge and contacts that we'll need to leverage. But I wasn't sure if you'd be comfortable bringing her in. If I'm being completely honest, I'm not sure if I am. But I know that you trust her implicitly, and that means a lot to me. So I'm on board with it. I'm so glad you feel that way. And you'll love her when you get to know her. I'm quite convinced. All right. We have another problem to figure out. It's clearly not safe to do my research here. Based on what I know about the Morningstar, he's not about violence as such. He's more about... subterfuge. That's exactly what I'm talking about. If I keep working out of Atlas, it's only a matter of time until my work gets stolen or sabotaged. But the problem is that I really need the facilities. Your house is beautiful but it doesn't have the kind of working space that I need. That's not exactly true. I haven't given you the full tour yet. Gather up your things and we'll head back to my place. I'll show you around and then I'll make us lunch. How does that sound? I'm intrigued. I think it sounds perfect. I'll let Romani know where we're going in case she needs me, and then we'll head out. I'll wait here for you in case anyone starts sniffing around. Well, that cinches it. What? You're a great cook. Aw, thank you. In the interest of transparency, I was trying very hard to impress you. You succeeded. It was excellent. Ready for the tour? You really know how to build anticipation. I was kind of hoping we'd do that first, but I'm glad we ate instead. I am as well. Let's get to it, shall we? I didn't notice anything out of the ordinary when I was upstairs last night. This looks like a very nice, but very normal house. I'm going to let you in on a secret. I'm intrigued. See that book? Second shelf from the top, third from the left, red cover. Take it down. Oh, a secret door. There's a keypad next to it. 
Enter 413-672. You're trusting me with that access code? The code for the front door is 879-942. Beth, you don't have to. I want to. There's nothing you shouldn't know. And no, access you shouldn't have. Thank you for trusting me. Should I, um, go in? Yes. Let's head inside. Mind the stairs. Oh, wow. Just wow. I think that you should have just about everything you need while things are still getting sorted back at Atlas. Aside from access to the systems there. Is that power armor? It is, yes. I don't use it often, but it does come in handy sometimes. I've never seen anything like it. It's so ornate. Almost like something a knight would wear. Not a brotherhood knight, like a knight of the round table. What model is it? T-65. I thought the red paint was a nice touch. And the gold sets it off quite nicely. There were some knights and paladins who really took pride in their power armor back in California. They treated it like old hot rock cars, painting flames on it, making sure it was always polished, that kind of thing. But I've never seen anything like that. You're welcome to take it for a test run if you'd like. Anytime. I may take you up on that. Later, of course. Of course. And just have a couple of other sets of T60. Not quite as powerful as that T65, and certainly not as pretty, but still good in a fight. Did you bring the data down here? I did. It's already been loaded onto that terminal, and the originals are locked up in a safe on the wall behind it. The combination is 41, 68, 18, 27. I'm glad I'm good at remembering numbers. So am I. If anything happens to me, you're going to need them to retrieve all of this. Don't talk like that. Besides, if something happens to you, it will probably happen to me too, since I'll be right there with you. About that. I was thinking about how best to handle this part of the investigation. And I think we should split up. Split up? Why? Edessa, I would like nothing more than to spend every possible moment with you right now. But we need to divide and conquer. How do you mean? Here's my thought. Father and I will go and visit Dr. Flagler to see if we can get any more information from him. We'll ask about the North Star thing from his notes. It feels like too much of a coincidence from that and the Morning Star to have popped up as part of this. And what about me? Why can't I just come with you? As valuable as you'd be as part of that conversation, I was thinking that you and Amanda could team up. She's been working some of her radar contacts to dig up information, and hopefully she's ready to come up with something. Amanda's smart, but you know exactly the right questions to ask. You want me to team up with her? I was on board with working with her, but this is something else entirely. How am I supposed to explain that to the Brotherhood? To Paladin Romani? Look, Odessa. Something I've learned over the years, whether it was in the Vault or especially out here, is that these sorts of operations often create strange bedfellows. So to speak. I not only would trust Amanda with my life, I have trusted her with my life. On several occasions. You couldn't ask for a better person to have watching your back. All right. 
I guess I just need to keep reminding myself that this is an extraordinary situation. I only hope Paladin Romani agrees. From what I've heard about your Paladin, she's a pragmatist. She already worked with Wastelanders of questionable provenance, shall we say. Because it was the right play. She'll understand. Yes. I guess you're right. And it is the right play. Now I just have to convince Amanda. What? I'm kidding. She's going to be thrilled. <laughs> Don't do that. What are we waiting for again? We'll know it when we see it. You keep saying that, but... Look, you need to take off those Brotherhood blinders. It's like you're waiting for a terminal to walk through the door so you can hack it. That would be a lot easier. Well, this isn't Fort Atlas. We deal exclusively in... What's the term Beth always uses? Human. Human intelligence. Yeah. That's not something I really have any experience with. I am more about extracting knowledge from technology, not people. I don't even know why she wanted me to do this. I'm starting to think you're not enjoying my company. I thought the free drinks would help. That's not the case at all. In fact, that part makes me glad that she paired us up. The free drinks? Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> not the free drinks. You. One thing about the Brotherhood is that we tend to have a lot of preconceived notions about things. And before I came to Appalachia, I never felt like I had a reason to question that. Beth didn't mention anything about you being this chatty. I'm sorry. I'll stop. Please don't. I'm just teasing you. I've had some Brotherhood types come in here from time to time, but our conversations never really got this deep. They were too busy, you know, high-fiving and bumping chests. That sounds about right. You were saying about preconceived notions? Oh, right. I mean, we have this picture of what a raider is, and you're not that. I mean, you kind of are. Oh, I'm all raider, sweetie. Trust me on that. Oh, I didn't mean it that way. I know. I'm just busting your ass. So, you're saying what? You like me? Yeah, I guess I'm saying that. It's probably just the booze. <laughs> Maybe. I kind of lost count. I haven't. I'm not going to, uh, how would the princess put it? Compromise operational effectiveness. Thanks. I do not think I'd want to get drunk in a place like this. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to insult your bar. No offense taken. You're absolutely right. Somebody like you needs to keep her wits about her in this kind of an establishment. But I do my best to protect vulnerable women here. If I or any of my people see someone trying to take advantage of anyone like that, they better hope that the worst that happens is that they get thrown out. I do not tolerate that. But we can't see everything. Wow. Wow what? You are full of surprises. I guess it goes back to those preconceived notions. That's not something I would expect to be a policy of a raider bar. You're not quite what I expected either. Oh? I was expecting you to be a lot more uptight. I mean, don't get me wrong, you're pretty uptight. 
<laughs> but I figured you'd be stiffer than a suit of power armor. And I also thought you'd be kind of a haughty asshole, too. You know, too good for a place like this, too good to hang out with someone like me. Oh, nah. I'm not going to pretend like there aren't people like that at Atlas. But I'm not one of them. At least I try not to be. Well, if it makes you feel any better, your asshole quotient seems very low to me. Oh, thank you, Amanda. Heads up, the mark just came in. Hang on, let me just... Whoa. what are you doing? Beth put you in a blouse with buttons for a reason. And that was to unbutton it a little bit when the time came. You can't stop unbuttoning at any time. Look, you gotta work with what you got. You've had nothing but eyes on you from the moment you walked in, and that was with this thing pretty much buttoned all the way up to your neck. The only reason you didn't get swarmed was because you're with me. And they assumed, well, you know. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, the princess said you were kind of clueless about how hot you are. Wait. Wait what? When do I get a nickname? Hey, focus up, Valdez. We've been waiting all night for that idiot to walk in. <sighs> I only give pet names to people that I have a, um, well, a, a particular type of relationship with. And we are not going to have that kind of relationship. So I'll just continue to call you by your actual name, okay? Oh, I wasn't being serious, but thank you for the explanation. All right, how do I look? Uh, well, Beth told me to be on my best behavior, so I'll just go with, great, go to the bar and sit down. My guys will keep the simps away. Shouldn't take long for him to approach you. After that, well, let's just hope that Beth and her dad are good teachers. Amanda. Yes? I'm, I'm worried. I'm a scribe. I'm not a secret agent. Beth should be the one doing this. Yeah, she should. But she isn't here because she had to take care of something she's even more uniquely qualified for. Be yourself. Looks aside, you're frustratingly charming. My guess is that he's going to start volunteering information right away to impress you. Let him buy you a drink, chat you up. Guys like this always think with their dicks. And we just need him to think he's going to get into your pants. And what if he gets... aggressive? If he touches you, or even hints at a move in that direction, he's going to get his ass kicked by me, and then by one or more of my best people. I won't let anything happen to you. Okay, one of my guys cleared two seats at the bar, and I have another guy stalling him until you're in place. It's showtime. Wish me luck. Good luck. And I'll be right there. Is this seat taken? It was supposed to be. Meeting someone? Yeah, well, I thought I was, at least. I met this guy yesterday while we were on a trade run and we really hit it off. We ducked into an abandoned house and talked. Oh, I see. Talked. And he said he really liked me and wanted to see me again and told me to meet him here tonight. He was supposed to be here an hour ago. So either something terrible happened to him, or... Or he stood you up. And if he did that, he deserves to have something terrible happen to him. You got all dolled up for him and everything. I bet if he could see you right now, he'd drop whatever he was doing so he could rush right here. You're gorgeous. Oh, you really think so? 
Everyone here is just so exotic compared to me. I'm just a regular old trader in a regular old outfit, and everybody else is all decked out in leather and combat armor. I guess you haven't noticed everybody in this place eyeing you up. I'm surprised nobody's pounced. A place like this can be dangerous for a regular old trader. I'll tell you what. I'll sit here and make sure nobody bothers you, and if this... What was his name? Oh, Derek. If this Derek shows up, I'll go sit somewhere else. I'm celebrating, and I'd love to celebrate with you if I can, even if it's just for a few minutes. What are you celebrating? I, uh, well, my boss gave me a very special assignment, and I finished it up today. It's a pretty big deal. He's a pretty big deal. Oh, how nice. I know, that sounds boring, but he's the kind of big deal that I can't, you know, go into a lot of details about. I must really look stupid, because so many guys have used that kind of line on me. And I guess I am, because it usually works. But not today. You can thank Derek for me actually being smart about it for once. Excuse me, I'd like to pay my tab, please? It's time for me to go home. Please, at least let me pay your tab. And if you'll have one drink with me, I'll... I'll give you details, okay? And then, if you want, maybe we can talk back at my place. Fine. Another round, bartender? I never asked your name. It's Veronica. It's nice to meet you, Veronica. Now, I want you to turn around away from the bar. Um, okay. Now, look around at all these people just going about their business, living their lives. Okay, and? They have no idea what's coming. And you do, I take it? Oh, I don't just know what's coming. I'm helping to make it happen. See, I work for somebody who most people think is a, a myth. Or maybe a legend. Oh, is it the Silver Shroud? Or maybe Manta Man? <laughs> no, and not one of the other Unstoppables either. I work for the man who's going to bring light to Appalachia. You lost me. You're a traitor. You must have heard stories. The bringer of light. Morning Star. The Morning Star? Hey, not so loud. But yeah, the Morning Star himself. You haven't touched your drink, by the way. How about a toast? To a new Appalachia. To a new Appalachia. Ugh. Does booze go bad? It tastes terrible. Well, I'd offer you another one, but, uh, well, I don't think that's going to be necessary. What's that supposed to mean? Forget it. Anyway, you're not going to remember any of this, and I've been dying to get it off my chest, so here goes. The wheels are already in motion, and there's nothing anybody can do to stop us. He's going to rule Appalachia, and then he's going to expand. And the best part? Nobody's going to have any idea it's even happening. They'll just go on with their lives and be none the wiser. That sounds nice, doesn't it? Yeah, that does sound nice. Really nice. You know what else would be nice? If you unbuttoned that blouse a little more. Let's start with two buttons. Oh, that's a really good idea. Very good. Now... Are you wearing underwear under that skirt? <laughs>
Yes. Take them off, please. Here? At the bar? Yes. Here. At the bar. Okay. Just what the fuck is going on here? I'm just having a conversation with my new friend here. Please tell this lady that's what's going on, Veronica. Um, that's what's going on. Bones, which glass was she drinking from? Give it to me. <laughs> you stupid fuck. You stupid fuck! You spiked her drink. You spiked her drink in my fucking bar. How dare you? Should I still take these off or no? No, sweetie. Leave them on. And can you button your blouse back up? I just need to take care of something. Now. Hey, hey, it's not what you think. I just gave her some to, you know, grease the wheels a little bit. It's not my fault if she drank it too fast and dosed herself. Did she know you put it in there? Of course she did. Sweetie, did this man tell you he was putting something in your drink to make you friendlier? Is that why you tasted so bad? Yuck. That's what I thought. Oh, so you're going to believe her? Yeah, I am. Bones, grab Benny and Tripod. Take this asshole somewhere out of earshot and beat him almost to death. Take your time. Make it hurt. Then drag him to West Tech for the mutants to finish off. Don't leave until you see them separate his head from his body. He's going to kill you for this. Even that fuck toy redhead of yours won't be able to help you now. Wait. Why would she have been able to help in the first place? Guess I'm taking that information to the grave with me. Because I'm done talking. Nah, you're taking it to the digestive tracts of a group of super mutants. Get him out of my bar. Odessa, talk to me, baby. Are you okay? How do you feel? I feel really, really good. I am... I... I am so glad Beth wanted us to work together. Thank you for being my knight in shining armor. Or leather bustier, I guess. I think we should go somewhere private so I can... Thank you properly. Odessa, that's the cam talking. You don't know what you're saying. Oh, don't act like you didn't want this to happen. Not like this, I don't. Come on. I could tell how much you enjoyed unbuttoning my blouse. Why don't we go back to your place so you can finish the job like a good little girl? Or how about Beth's place? That would be kind of hot. We're definitely going back to my place. But you're keeping your clothes on. Even if I have to tie you to a chair. How about I tie you to the chair instead? I bet my bindings are a lot more efficient. Damn it, Odessa. <laughs> Seriously, we need to get out of here right now. If he gave you as much as I think he did, you're going to pass out soon. And it's going to be a really rough morning for you. But I promise I'll be there to take care of you. Okay? Okay. You know... I think I'm starting to understand why Beth fell in love with you. Odessa, stop. Please. I can handle you coming on to me, but just don't say things like that. Oh, I'm sorry. But I have a few ideas on how I can make it up to you. If you reconsider that whole keeping our clothes on thing, 
Jesus, you're a monster. Let's just get you out of here. so happy about stupid birds where am I did I go into Beth's bedroom instead of the guest room no this definitely isn't Beth's room it's too raidery Amanda must have taken me back to her place did I drink? Wait. Why am I naked? Where are my clothes? Oh, no. I need to find something to wear. T-shirt it is, I guess. Looks long enough. Oof. Barely. So, if this is Amanda's place, where's Amanda? Locked? What the? You decent in there, kitten? Yeah, I borrowed one of your t-shirts. I hope that's okay. Where are my clothes? You look like hell. Still adorable, but hellishly adorable? Adorably hellish? Anyway, I have a little cocktail that should help with that hangover. Oh, no more cocktails. <laughs> it's not an actual cocktail. More of a home remedy. Between that and a lot of purified water, I'll have you feeling better in no time. I am willing to try anything. You made that pretty clear last night. I am honestly terrified to ask this question, but what happened last night? And where are my clothes? Your clothes are out in the living room. I folded them for you. You were really insistent on taking them off. What do you remember? The last thing I remember is sitting with you at the table just chatting. We were waiting for the intel source to show up. He stood us up. I guess Beth got some bad intel. Or maybe he's just unpredictable. It happens. So? Then what? You seriously don't remember? I'm trying very hard not to take this personally. I seriously don't. But I woke up naked in your bedroom. And though there were, um, clues kind of strewn around the room, I don't want to assume anything. Well, I was being careful that we didn't drink too much while we were waiting for our guy. We both needed to be clear-headed to get information out of him, and to keep you safe. Right. I remember that part. But when it was clear that he wasn't going to show, we got less careful. The drinks started flowing, we started chatting, and laughing, and, uh... And? I don't know what got into you, but you got really aggressive. In a good way. I'm not used to people being like that with me. And between that and the fact that it was you, well, 
It was hard to not get lost in the moment. So we, what, started making out in the middle of your bar? Making out? Come on, we're not teenagers. Fine. We started making out. But as much as my patrons would have enjoyed a show, you insisted we go somewhere private. You suggested Beth's place, but mine was closer, and that would have been weird anyway. I'm not sure I want you to go on, but go on, I guess. We got here, and you pretty much immediately got naked. That's why your clothes are out there. So we did have sex. My god, you are adorable. I gotta say, though, I never took you for a top. That was a nice little surprise. (sighs) I've just been frustrated lately. And I guess between that and the alcohol... Maybe, but uh, I'm glad you took your frustrations out on me. Haven't been choked like that in a while. Oh, I didn't hurt you, did I? I'm sorry. I know I have strong hands. (laughs) No kidding. You didn't hurt me. (sighs) What are we going to tell Beth? Why do we have to tell her anything? Amanda! She has to know. We can't keep something like this from her. Why not? What possible benefit could there be in telling her? I mean, unless you're thinking three-way. I'm being serious, Amanda. This changes everything. For one thing, you and I are going to have to figure out what this means for us. I don't care how drunk we were. This clearly didn't come out of nowhere. And then there's Beth. Things were so... I don't know. In flux between us even before this happened. Jesus, Odessa, it wasn't a vertebrate crash. I know, and I'm sorry. I don't mean to make it sound like it's some kind of disaster. This is a lot to process. But regardless, we need to tell Beth. Odessa. I'm not going to change my mind, Amanda. You don't have to tell her if you don't want to, but I'm going to. I can't be dishonest with her. I'm not wired that way. (laughs) I can't keep doing this to you. There's nothing to tell. What? What do you mean? We didn't have sex. You did get naked in the living room, but the rest? I was just fucking with you. I... I can't decide if I should be more angry or relieved right now. Go with relieved. You want to know what really happened? Yes. All right. The mark did show up. You were great as the vulnerable little damsel in distress. And he started to spill some info. But then he drugged you. He drugged me? With what? Have you ever heard of Venus? No. It's a relatively new chem on the scene. People use it in smaller doses recreationally and consensually to make sex better. It basically reduces inhibitions and ratchets up your libido. Doesn't alcohol already do that? It does, but not as much as this stuff does. And plus, it's kind of a a cleaner experience. You're a lot more clear-headed, so you can enjoy it more. As long as you use the appropriate amount. I'm assuming he didn't. No, he didn't. He dosed you. When you give someone that much, they become extremely compliant and open to suggestion. He was walking through the process of seeing whether it had taken effect. That was when I stepped in and stopped him. Thank goodness you were there. 
I promise you I would be. I get extremely upset when people do things like that. And to do it in my bar? Well, I got angry. What did you do? Let's just say that he will not be available for interrogation. Oh, good. I mean, revenge isn't something I've ever believed in, but I'm glad he won't be able to do that to anyone else. He definitely will not. But I was able to listen in, and we did at least get confirmation that he is working for the Morning Star. Plus, a little bit of information on what this big plan is. What is his plan? He's putting something into motion to take over Appalachia. But he's doing it in some kind of a secret way. He said that people won't know that it's happening, or even think anything's different when it's done. Huh. It's not much to go on, but hopefully that helps Beth figure things out. There was one other thing that he said, though, and it bothered me. When he realized he was a dead man, he told me the Morningstar was going to kill me for killing him. You must get death threats all the time, don't you? More than I'd prefer, sure. But that's not what bothered me. He said that even Beth wouldn't be able to help me now. He didn't use her name, but that's clearly who he's talking about. Even Beth. What? Why would Beth have some special ability to prevent him from trying to kill you? I don't know. I hope she knows, and that she's willing to actually tell me. That's disturbing. I mean, she's clearly not involved in whatever the Morningstar is planning, right? Yeah, but given what he said about people not knowing that it was happening, plus whatever the hell the deal is with that file you found, all of that must play into this somehow. Perhaps. You, uh, buried the lead. What do you mean? You explained in detail what happened with our intel source, but you left out how I ended up naked and locked in your bedroom. Oh. That. Yes, that. Are you sure you want to hear this? I mean, you already know that we didn't, uh, make out. Yes, I'm sure. All right. Remember what I said about that chem getting people super turned on and lowering their inhibitions? After I uh, dispatched our friend, you, um, well, you got a little flirty. Okay, a lot flirty. You were kind of all over me. Oh, God. I did my best to fend you off. I knew it was because you got dosed, and I obviously wasn't going to let anything happen between us when you were in that state. So I got you here. And I don't know if it was because it was just the two of us instead of being in a bar full of people, but... I do not like the sound of that butt. I closed the door, and by the time I turned back around, you already had your clothes off. I gotta say, I'm impressed. That you got naked that fast, I mean. (laughs) Wow, I didn't know a human face could get that red. Anyway... There you were, uh, very interested in getting my clothes off. But I wasn't going to let that happen. I gotta be honest here, you really got my motor running. And I was concerned, knowing what I know about the way this chem works, that I could easily talk myself into this being an in vino veritas situation and letting things play out. So I steered you into the bedroom and locked the door. It sounded like you fell asleep not long after that, and I crashed on the couch. Oh, <laughs> It's alright, kitten. There's no reason to be embarrassed. 
You got dosed with the chem without your knowledge or consent, and you weren't yourself. I said that I'd be there to take care of you, and that's exactly what happened. Thank you. Seriously, Amanda. There are dozens of ways last night could have gone wrong, and you made sure that it didn't. You looked out for me. That means a lot. Least I can do. And I promise, I'll always have your back. And not just because I kind of want to keep both eyes on that ass. <laughs> well, at least I feel better about telling Beth this story rather than the one I was picturing. Oh, now that? I need to hear. Spill. There is not enough alcohol left in Appalachia for that to happen, Amanda. Well, one thing's for certain. Oh? What's that? Beth's never going to leave the two of us alone together again. Oh, I think we make a great team. Once Upon a Wasteland, Episode 4, Fraternal Sympathies and Affections, was produced and directed by Brad Williams and written by D.K. Trueno. Starring Letitia Lemon as Elizabeth Kirby and Vitriol Place as Odessa Valdez. Also starring Lucy Middleton as Amanda Otis. Featuring Crystal Sherry as Casey Barksdale and Rob Cunningham as Ray. And I'm your narrator, Ashley Secon. Please join us for our next episode, Episode 5, The Identical Old Questions. Do you know what makes your video game bay tick? Have you ever wondered how they stack up against all the rest of the delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, and we analyze and review all of your favorite video game romances. I'm Vervada. Check out our podcast, Two Girls, One Ship, on all your favorite podcast places. Remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller. I'm Brad Williams, the creator of Once Upon a Wasteland, a Fallout 76 love story. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to our fourth episode, Fraternal Sympathies and Affections. It's a privilege to tell Beth and Odessa's story, and that privilege cannot exist without you. So thank you, and I hope you'll continue to join us as we follow their journey. If you'd like more information on our show, please visit our website, onceuponawasteland.com, where you'll find scripts for each episode, show information, artwork, and more. You can also find us on Twitter, at Once Upon 76 Pod. If you like this episode, please leave a rating and review, and I hope you'll subscribe as well. And please, tell your friends. If you have any comments or questions about the show, you can reach out to me directly on Twitter at Once Upon 76 Pod or via email at info at onceuponawasteland.com. 
Thank you. Later. This is Rose. Raider.